The Healthy Golf Podcast, episode 40, with your host, Dr. Joe O. Welcome to the Healthy Golf Podcast, a podcast designed to help you transform your golf game and your life. Join your host, Dr. Joe O, as he chats with experts on all things golf performance to keep you feeling great and playing your best on and off the course. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Golf Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Joe O, and for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for doing so. And for those of you who have been listening and following along for a while, thank you again, as always, taking the time out of your day to just listen to me talking to a microphone. Uh, But for those of you who don't know, uh, I own my own business, uh, Pure Drive Physio and Performance, uh, where I function as a physical therapist and a strength coach that works specifically with golfers. And uh, in my business, I've been trying to really work on things and really make things more efficient so I can spend more time doing the things that I really want to do, which is working and helping with people. And uh, one thing that has come up multiple times over talking with uh, various colleagues of mine, I've listened to it in other podcasts. And, um, so I figured it's been coming up so much. I'm going to talk about it because it's definitely a good thing to know and to think about, um, in terms of productivity. So not necessarily really golf specific today. So please, please don't stop listening. Uh, but something that'll be really helpful for you in your life. And today we're going to be talking about Parkinson's law. Now, Parkinson's law has nothing to do with that terrible disease of Parkinson's. Um, so Parkinson's law is something or that Cyril Parkinson, so I did some research on this. I don't know this off the top of my head. Cyril Parkinson, who was a British historian and an author, Uh, came up with. He used to work for the bureaucracy of England and Britain and saw that basically things were taking way too longer than they needed to essentially. And so Parkinson's law states or essentially states that work will expand to fill the time period available for its completion. Meaning that if you take uh, you, you're going to take a week for a two hour task. If you give, if you give yourself a week to complete that task, if you give yourself time to complete a two hour task in two and a half hours, you're going to complete it in two and a half hours, right? So someone once said something that I thought was really great. If you leave it to the last minute, it's only going to take a minute, right? So that, that goes along this same lines. Now, there's a lot of things that play into this, and we're going to break this down a little bit. But I think a lot of us waste a lot of time throughout the day, and you know we end up ultimately saying that there's not enough time in the day. We don't have enough time to do the things that we want to do. And I think part of that is that we, we're really good at overestimating how much time a task may take. And I have gotten really good at doing that, which hasn't been the greatest, because um, I'm doing all kinds of things for my business and and you know, working with clients and doing all these different things that, um, you know, I'm writing blog posts, I'm doing these podcast episodes, I'm, you know, creating content for social media, all these things. And I'll say, well, today I'm going to do blog posts, right? And let's say I, I write or try to write three to four blog posts in a time. And if I give myself 
the whole day to do it. It's going to end up taking me the whole day to do it. And instead of me saying, all right, well, I'm going to block off four hours of my time and I'm going to spend that four hours just solely focusing and working on writing these blog posts and hopefully I will get them done in that time instead of giving myself eight hours or a whole week, right? So again, Parkinson's law just basically states that you're going to take as long to do something for whatever you set that time period to be, even if it's not going to take that long. And the problem with doing that and saying like, all right, well, I'm going to push this two hour task off, even though it'll only take me two hours, but I'm going to give myself the week to complete it is that that task becomes really arduous and it grows and becomes really stressful on, on your mind psychologically because you're just pushing it off and pushing it off when really it only is going to take two hours. Right. And instead of giving yourself you know, the whole week to complete it, why don't you just set two hours aside and do it? Now, all of that has to do with scheduling and, and all this other stuff that we're not necessarily going to get into, but I've gotten better at estimating how long t- things will take for me to do, and I've also improved uh, my ability to say, okay, well, I'm only going to set myself this much time for this task, and if it takes me longer, then it, you know, it takes me longer Um, But I'm also not going to work too hard past that either, right? Because sometimes good enough is just good enough. And I don't always agree with that saying, but sometimes good enough is just good enough, especially when you're doing certain things. And we'll get into that a little bit more as we go into the podcast here. I feel like, you know, again, we spend so much time wasting our time doing certain things, trying to figure out, you know, where the day has gone and, and all these things. But I'm trying to go through this and hopefully help you have a more productive day and a life so that you can get your time back to do the things that you want to do. And if these are things that you're, you want to do, then that's great, right? But I know a lot of us want to spend more time practicing playing golf or, you know, maybe spending more time doing another hobby or spending time with a loved one. All those things are very important. And sometimes we push those things that are more important to us to the side because we decided to let things pile up or just not very good at being efficient with our time. So I wanted to go into some steps that you can take to get more of your time back and help you become more productive. And so the first thing that you really need to do to really get more time back and become more productive is you first must audit your time. You need to see where things are. If you're not measuring and tracking things, then it's impossible to give yourself an idea of what you need to improve or even if you are improving, right? So what I would recommend is that, you know, take notes for a week. Don't change how you would do things and it's going to be hard because now you're thinking about it, right? But try not to change how you're doing things and take notes on how long it takes you to do things or how much time you spent doing XYZ task, right? And if you have an iPhone, I know that um, they have screen time available and they break that down into how much time you spent on certain apps and in certain categories and those different kinds of things, which um, we'll get into that a little bit more as well. But doing this is really important because, again, you'll have a better idea of exactly what you're doing with your time and you'll have a general idea of how long it takes you to complete various tasks. Now, once you have an idea of how long things take you, you can try and see what you can cut down on time so you can become a better judge of time and just become more efficient at those tasks. Now, when it comes to this, I would definitely say it's going to depend because some tasks just take you 
say, four hours, and say you're already doing that in four hours, some tasks are just going to be hard to cut down on time. But my guess is that you could probably cut down on time on most of your tasks throughout the day. So with that being said, a lot of people recommend saying, all right, well, here's how long it takes me to do this, or here's how long it takes me to do this. What they recommend is that you take that time and you try to cut it in half. One, you're basically gamifying it, so you're trying to compete against yourself, which is is always good and helpful because now you have a, a point that you're trying to compete against and you're trying to beat. Now, again, don't sacrifice the quality of the work of whatever it is, right? Because sacrificing quality is not going to be good. But sometimes, again, we have to realize how good is good enough, right? You don't have to go overboard to make something very good. And we'll again, we'll get into that a little bit later uh, with a specific scenario that you can kind of relate to real life. Another thing that comes to mind when it comes to trying to figure out how long it takes you to do things like myself, um, I'm, I'm doing newer things when it comes to making social media content and writing more and more blog posts, all these different things. And I'm not the best writer in the world. And sometimes I just don't like to write. And it, sometimes it takes me some time to get into a groove um, to get really comfortable with writing. The issue with that is, is that because I'm not used to writing a lot, it takes me a while to do certain things, right? So if you're new at doing a task, it's just going to take you longer, right? You're new at it. You're not very good. I mean, plain and simple, you probably stink at it, right? You got to put the reps in so you can get better at it. So initially the time for you to complete that task is probably going to take a little bit longer. However, the good thing is, is the more time that you spend on that task, you're probably going to get better at it and you're probably going to become more efficient, which will ultimately decrease the amount of time that you spend on that task. And then once you become more proficient and efficient in that task, you can start to really push yourself in trying to reduce the time that you spend on that task. Now, again, some tasks will not always be able to be reduced. Sometimes that's just how long a task takes, right? But again, the point of this is not to make everything shorter in your day. It's to figure out where you're wasting too much time so you can get more of your time back so you can put that towards more things that are more productive and really help you just be a happier person. So the second thing is once you have your schedule audited and kind of written down, figured out how long it takes you to do things and and where you're spending the majority of your time, I want you to figure out where you're wasting time. And again, this is going to vary person to person and what is quote unquote wasting time to that person. If say you don't like to spend a lot of time going through your emails, but you decide to leisurely stroll through them in the morning when you wake up for 20 to 30 minutes, my guess is that it probably doesn't take you 20 to 30 minutes to go through them. It's only taking you that long because you're just leisurely strolling through them. Now, if you like to do this in the morning and you just like to leisurely stroll through your emails and that's part of your daily routine that really relaxes you and really helps you become more efficient later in the day, then by all means, go for it. But if you hate doing email and you despise spending so much time on it, one, don't do it leisurely and set a time up that will really help you figure out 
how you can go through that efficiently and really try to, again, make it more efficient for yourself. Make it into a game. Like, see how fast you can get this done. Again, without sacrificing quality. And I'm sure that there's emails that you go through that are probably less important compared to other ones that are more important. So maybe you just set aside time and you go through and you say, okay, well, this one's more important. Boom, I'm going to do this. And this one's less important, so I'm not going to do this right now. Those kinds of things. And I've, I heard another uh, really good hack in terms of helping you be more efficient with email is that someone uh, much smarter and who makes a lot more money than I do said that they set aside a time, not much, like five minutes organizing their email to say, okay, they're going to go through and they see that it's coming from this person. They're going to put it into this priority label box, whatever you want to do and however you want to do it through your email system. And then they're going to go through and then this one is, has to do with, you know, family or personal thing. We're going to put that in the family personal box. So then when you actually do set your side, set your time aside to do your email, you're already have an idea of where things are and what's a priority, what's already can take the back seat. And you're already in the mindset of knowing like, okay, like this is priority email. This has to be dealt with first. This is more family or personal. This isn't as much of a priority. And like this one is about catching up with some friends, right? Whatever it may be. But by doing that, you already automatically reduce a lot of time just like, okay, well, this is for work. This one is for dealing with friends. This one is for that thing I ordered last week that still hasn't arrived yet, right? So all of those things are going to drain you in terms of taking your time and you're going to be switching your mindset from priority to friends to an item you ordered, which is going to create more stress because it hasn't arrived yet, all these different things. But if you can schedule them to the side and, and label them, that may be helpful in helping you when you do spend your time doing your email. The other good thing is I know at least through Gmail that you can label certain things and put them into a certain box automatically. So when it comes in, it already gets labeled and puts into a specific box if it comes from a specific email address and you can set that. So that's one way that you can reduce your time also doing that as well. But the other thing I think we spend a lot of time on and I do this myself and I I hate that I do it a lot. Um, I'm trying to get better with it is we spend a lot of time just scrolling on social media. It's really, really easy for us to get sucked in on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever you like to use. It's really simple for us to just get sucked in to that just black hole of posts. And, you know, sometimes we just don't get out of it. Um, Again, if that's something you like to do, I would say then by all means, go for it. If that's something that you find is just relaxing for you, Go for it. But again, know that other things are getting sacrificed because you're scrolling through social media. I find it hard for myself because I have to spend so much time on social media, putting out content, trying to you know help people with the different things that I'm putting out. And um, it's really easy for me to just continue to scroll and do those different things and just get sucked in and then I waste time. And it I hope that through your audit, you're able to realize how much time you really do spend maybe just scrolling and spending too much time on social media because you might say that you only scroll for five to eight minutes at a time, but how many times are you doing that throughout the day? Because if you're scrolling eight minutes at a time and let's say you do that five to six times throughout the day, 
Well, now you just spent 30 to 36 minutes or even 40 minutes, quote unquote, just scrolling where, you know, you could have spent that time doing something else and put that time towards another task versus, you know, aimlessly looking and just looking at your phone. Um, so definitely look that look into that when you audit your schedule and really think about where, again, you're wasting time. And I, and I say wasting with quotes um, because what is wasting time to one person may be what someone else really enjoys. So you, you have to really figure out what's important to you and what is, quote unquote, wasting time for you and what isn't, right? After you've done all that, I would definitely take a look at prioritizing your tasks. Some tasks are just not worth doing and some are. Um, And again, that goes up to what is most important to you and your standards. And this is the other thing I wanted to bring in is the Pareto principle, which is the basically the 80-20 rule, which essentially states you get 80% of your results from 20% of the work that you put in. And it sounds really crazy when you think about that, but it's very true and it can be very true for a lot of things in life. So what are your most important tasks and what ones will give you the most return? Now, when it comes to, I can really think of a lot of things when this comes to business, right? Now, I know a lot of, not everyone who's listening to this podcast owns a business or runs a business, any of those things, right? But we can apply this to everyday life just like we can on the golf course, right? Where do you get 20% of uh, the work that you put in will get you 80% of the results, right? So instead of saying, we'll just relate this to golf and then I'll give you another real life example. So let's say that you are not hitting a lot of greens in regulation and you want to bring your score down, right? Well, depending on if everything else is okay, right? There's a lot of things to think about here, but if you need to hit more greens and regulation to help bring your score down, what is the issue with that? So again, this goes back to tracking and really figuring out and measuring where you're at. So why are you not hitting greens and regulation? Is it because you're hitting out of bounds every time off the tee, right? And you have to take a drop or you have to take a penalty stroke or maybe you're just not setting yourself up for a good second shot right? That doesn't allow you to get to the green. Maybe that's why you're not hitting greens in regulation, or maybe you're not hitting greens in regulation because every single approach shot that you take, you're duffing it, hitting it thin or something along those lines. That's not allowing you to get closer towards the green. So you're just basically wasting your second shot, right? So why are you not getting greens in regulation? So now when it comes to practice, you have an idea of where to put more of your time, you know, so you need to put more work into say hitting it straighter off the tee or, you know, hitting better approach shots, getting better with your irons or woods, something along those lines, right? That will help you get 80% of your results. That's not everything into, you know, reducing and hitting more greens, reducing your score and hitting more greens and regulation, right? But that's going to be part of it. So in uh, the real world would be basically just imagine that you have a family with young kids, right? It's Friday night. You only have three hours of leisure time to yourself. But Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday morning, 
you have a bake sale for your kids and you need to have 36 cupcakes ready to go and you haven't done anything for that yet. You're going to have three options basically, right? You could go out to the store and buy all the ingredients and this could, uh, you're going to come home and then make, make all those cupcakes, right? And this could take you probably about three hours or so. So there goes your, all of your leisure time. You could buy cupcakes that are already made and then buy icing and decorations and then go home and ice and decorate the cupcakes with your kids, right? That may take you an hour. Or you could just go to the store and buy absolutely everything already made and, you know, you just sell them the next day. You don't spend any other time doing that. And that may only take you 10 minutes, right? I'm sure that all of us can probably see that the second and third options are the most bang for your buck and time, right? Because obviously you're spending less time doing those tasks, right? And you want to have that leisure time. However, again, this comes down to that there's no right answer for what may be you or I who maybe not really enjoy baking, right? Someone else may love baking and really spending time doing that. And so for them, going to the store, buying all the ingredients, coming back home and making all those things really gives them a lot of joy and happiness and helps them be more productive. They really like that. And so to them, picking option one may be the best option for their time and what's best for them. Whereas again, someone like myself who doesn't like to spend a lot of time baking or doing those kinds of things, we'd probably opt for maybe option two or three, right? Um, It's all about what's most personal. And that brings me to my last point here is that I'm really just trying to help you become more productive and really just try to help you live your best life. Um, And being healthy off the course is part of that, right? So that's why I'm doing this kind of episode. It has less to do with golf, but has to do with life and being healthy and, you know, achieving peak performance and performing at your best. So with that being said, this is really all up to you and I want you to do what you want. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life and I'm not here to tell you what's more important than another task and how much time to spend on certain things. Again, if you like to spend four hours going through emails and replying, doing all those things, obviously that's an exaggeration. Hopefully no one's spending that much time on email. But if you like to do that, go for it. I don't want you to change that. If you enjoy that, by all means, do it. But if you don't like doing that, hopefully this episode and what I just talked about was helpful in helping you understand where you could save some time. But I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. I just want to give you suggestions on helping you live your best and most healthy life. I know that there's lots of things that for me pile up and I end up putting a lot of things on the back burner because they're just not the most important and they're not prioritized for me at that point in time, right? They're still important and I still need to get them done but I take the time, I realize what is more important in terms of priorities, which again, an example for me would be not putting out social media content because I need to talk with a client because because they're having an issue with an exercise or they're having a hard time understanding the app or any of those things, right? Clients always come first in my mind and when it comes to my business. The other things can wait. That's not going to matter too much. What matters most is that person in front of me who uh, is paying me for a service and I'm trying to give them the best service, right? So again, it all comes down to really analyzing what's important to you 
taking an audit of your time so you can figure out and track where you are and where you are spending most of your time. And then from there, really trying to figure out what's going to be best for you in terms of your schedule and what you can do and what you can try to cut down on time with and maybe not allow yourself to you know, give yourself a task that may only take two hours and don't give yourself a week deadline to complete it. Give yourself a day, give yourself two and a half hours, right? But go small, give it short steps first and try to go from there. Like I said, I hope this was helpful and I hope that this can really help you again, lead and live a more productive and healthy life. Because if you can free up some of the time from the things that you don't like doing that will allow you to spend more time, again, practicing, playing golf, spending time with a loved one, doing another hobby that you enjoy, any of those things, then I think that this could be really helpful. And I'm glad that hopefully I was helpful in helping you do that. But with all of that being said, I'm definitely going to finally wrap up this episode again, a little bit shorter than normal. I hope uh, everyone who's listening is enjoying kind of these solo episodes of myself talking and giving you some insight onto, you know, different things when it comes to golf and just living a more productive, healthier, and trying to live a high-performance life Uh, because those are the things that interest me. And obviously, if you're listening, hopefully they interest you. Uh, But with that being said, I'm going to continue to keep doing kind of these solo episodes because I find, you know, talking into the mic and and doing these things is really uh, helpful for myself in terms of learning the material even more, but it's also for some sort of way, like almost like journaling, uh, almost as well. So I, I think I'm going to continue to do these. Hopefully you enjoy them. Hopefully you like them. Um, because otherwise they're just going to keep coming. And obviously you cannot listen to this episode. Uh, I wouldn't really know too much if you are not listening. I just see total listens and, uh, but yeah, hopefully you enjoy them. Thank you so much as always for taking the time out of your day to listen to me again, just talking to a mic and look at a computer screen all at the same time. Uh, I really appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, I'd really appreciate you subscribing to the show and rating it and reviewing it. If you can, uh, should hopefully take you no more than two to three minutes to do such a thing. And it would really just help out the podcast and please be honest in your review. If you know, you're really enjoying it, I'd love a five star. If you're not enjoying it, then, you know, give it a one star. I mean, that would suck, but just be honest and truthful. Um, you can always send me an email or reach out to me on social media. All of that will be linked in the show notes. If you can see those, if you have any ideas for feedback or just thoughts on the podcast itself, I'd love to hear it because I really just want to help every one of you guys and girls who are listening to just live your best and healthy life on and off the golf course and getting more input from you uh, would be really helpful because you're the ones who are listening and I just want to do what you guys would think would be best. Uh, So with that being said, I will officially wrap this up. Thank you again. I am forever grateful for you listening and thank you so much. Just remember, keep working hard, keep striving for excellence because when you feel great, you golf great. 